Welcome to the Powered Services Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the information, strategies, and insights you need to supercharge your MSP. Get ready to hear from other MSPs and industry experts in the trenches and behind the scenes to help you change the future of your MSP and increase your MRR. Now, here's your host, Dan Tomaszewski. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Powered Services Podcast. We're so excited to have everybody along with us today. This is going to be an awesome topic. Um, as always, I've got my co-host, Will Bishop, and uh, we're going to dive into the topic we're seeing on just about every forum, I don't know, forum, conversation we're having, um, which is AI. And uh, I think uh, we brought in the right guy to talk to, right, Will? Absolutely. Um so it's been a while since we've uh, we've recorded one together, Dan. This is good. I forgot how good the uh, the intro music was. I'm all fired up and ready to go now. If that doesn't get you any more fired up, I, I don't know what will. That's it. But hey, let, let's jump in. So our guest today is a, is a repeat guest. You know, he did such a uh, such a good ta- good job the first time around. We've asked him back. Um, but you know, kidding aside, I've had several conversations with Tony Rucci, who's our guest today, around AI because Tony is. Uh, I'll let him talk about it a bit more, but he's in the field doing pen tests and things like that. And he's talking to a bunch of MSPs and asking them what they're seeing and kind of what they're experiencing with AI. So uh, wanted to wanted to get him in the studio, get the mic on and, and pick his brain a little bit. So, Tony, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive in. You know, we mentioned that you're out, uh, you're pen testing, you're, you're meeting a bunch of MSPs all across the country, Tony. You know, what, what ways are you seeing that um, these, these guys and gals at MSPs are interacting with, with AI? How's it affecting their cybersecurity operations? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah, you know, um, you know, full disclosure, I'm not an MSP myself. And a lot of people right. mistake me for MSP a lot of times because I do have a lot of conversations with them. And a lot of that is a result of, you know, when you're doing pen tests or incident response, um, either proactive or, or recovery for the, a lot of these folks, a lot of it ends up being a referral to an MSP somewhere. Hey, you need to have somebody help you with your managed services. And so that that drives that interaction and that conversation. And so Ever since, you know, we began talking about this and putting this program together, uh, our topic together, you know, I've been talking more and more with the MSPs and and it's just blown my mind learning more. I thought I knew uh, a lot of what their challenges were because it's some of the challenges I'm hearing or I heard from the clients themselves uh, on how their MSPs have changed and began adopting or not adopting, you know, any AI interfaces uh, and not allowing it in a lot of cases, but it's a, it's a good mix of, you know, positive and negative uh, that I'm, that I'm hearing from them. Uh, You know, some, some case examples are, uh, you know, uh, think about the ticketing. Um, You know, there's such pressure on the help desk uh, staff to be able to push tickets out and close tickets out there. And they began leaning on some of the earlier versions and not, of them, not all of them are subscribed to, you know, the, the chat GPT plus or some of the premium services. So they're getting legacy old versions of, uh, of the AI and the chat GPT, which, which only caps out about, you know, 2000, 2000 or 2021 
um, is when it, that data is capping out. So what they're referencing is legacy data already uh, when they provide solutions to you know, uh, a, a user and um, how to remediate a problem. They, they can't find any vulnerabilities in that that are you know, 2022, 2023. Uh, so that becomes a problem for them because they're giving erroneous solutions, uh, providing it out. And that's come back to bite them a few times as I understand. Uh, but, you know, some of the pros being able to do some real time and some quick analysis, especially if you're if you're fighting an ongoing uh, an attack or you're looking through lots of log data, uh, being able to leverage a lot of the the AI uh, plugins to to be able to, to, you know, drive through that data quickly and seamlessly and be able to, to develop those trend analysis uh, that they is so important to be able to start uh uh, you know, remediating those attacks. So there's, there's some pros, uh, definitely, but you know, we're, we're seeing a, a bit of mix. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I, you're talking about like, you know, the paid and like, you know, not having the right data, um, and how that can impact them there, but how do you see it evolving in the near future and how that will impact MSPs? So, I mean, we're seeing AI continuing to evolve, I mean, I was watching the news, you know, the other day, they're saying AI and making ransomware uh, in different things. So, like, just what's your thoughts on how it's going to continue to evolve and what do you think it's going to do to the MSPs? God, you know, I, I really think there, there's going to be a, a point where we have a, a bit of a crash Um uh, on the on the love of of it here. I mean, you, right now you've got lots of love. I mean, think about it. I mean, this this has blown up since November, I guess, of last year is when it you know really came out in public, and and there's you know more users in the first five days than most of these other social media platforms have had you know in their in their growth uh, in a lot of cases, and everybody's on board with it. And everybody's trying to leverage it. But I think what's going to happen is we're going to get to a point that there's so much um, um, unintended capability in it that that we're going to find some systems crashing. And you know, you you mentioned yourself, Dan. You, you talked about with ransomware. We're already seeing people try to, and in some of these chat forums that I'm in. Uh, we're, we're seeing people ask a lot of questions of, hey, I'm trying to, to prompt uh, GPT or, or my platform to build the next level ransomware from whatever family of ransomware they're taking. They're, they're talking about it openly, which means there's lots more who are dealing with this, you know, on their workshop, not talking about it because we're going to start seeing it. I haven't seen any yet that, you know, shows me any indicators that, you know, it was, you know, pure AI developed or modified. Uh, but I think that's on the horizon and we're going to feel the impact of it pretty quickly. And that's going to start taking down. So the problem is, you know, if I'm a guy writing code, uh, ransomware code, I know once I cipher, you know, I've got the cipher keys and I've got the ability to exchange back and, and be able to give them their, their data back. If it's autonomously written, you know, how do we know that it's going to work when they try to decipher it? You know, that's that's kind of a, a great unknown. There's a lot of unknowns. And, you know, it's kind of like the robots taking over the world uh, in, in some of the doomsday scenarios. You know, that's a big fear factor for folks, you know, 
kiddingly or not, it's, you know, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of traffic on that. Yeah. Hey, I know you're out there doing, we've talked about it. You're doing a lot of, uh, assessments, a lot of pen testing. Are you seeing any vulnerabilities or, or new attack vectors that exist because people have implemented AI and, you know, maybe not done such a great job of doing it thoughtfully? Yeah, I, I think so. And, um, um, we're seeing it where, um, they just go out and how do I, how do I configure, you know, this firewall and they throw a brand of firewall in there and it's pulling up a configuration script from 2019. And again, it comes back to, are you a paid user? Are you buying the premium or plus? And they're like, no, I just, you know, you're getting legacy data. Um, in there and, and they, they just build it because they're not a, a firewall guy. And, um, and that's what they, they leaned on. And when we go in and scan them, we're finding all kinds of, you know, misconfigurations, uh, with, with regards to that. Now, in all fairness, uh, it hasn't happened many times, but you know, when we, there's no broad indicator that it was done you know, through, through AI, it's, it's when we interface with the uh, system administrator and the network engineers and they go, well, yeah, you know, that's, that's what I did. Don't put that in the report, but you have to, because that's, that's what they're, they're, they're leveraging as opposed to, you know, those validated resources. Go ahead, Will. I'll let you keep, I know you got a couple more on this that you wanted to, to kind of keep going in. I'll let you go and then I'll follow up with after you. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of a follow up there, Tony. So I hear what you're saying, kind of uh, old attack vectors, but new ways to kind of screw it up on the on the on the human side uh, with a little assistance. Right. But so, I mean, what advice would you give to folks that are uh, they're, they're implementing AI, uh, you know, in different different ways? But how do you do it correctly? Like, how do you check and balance yourself and make sure that you're getting, you know, solid solutions in place? A lot, a lot of it is, is really coming back to rolling back to the basics of doing what you ought to be doing anyway. Whenever you configure something, you know, do a self-assessment, do it, do a, you know, outside in check inside out kind of thing, but have somebody else come and take a look at it uh, as opposed to, you know, just, just run it and, and, and putting it out. I mean, they're, they're coding in production, you know, and writing code in production, which is pretty scary thing anyway, but I get it. A lot of a lot of the folks, especially in some of these rural uh, uh, cities and townships and counties, they're one up, and they may be the only person who can spell IT. You know, you know, independent of their their uh, external IT support, maybe it's an MSP or or somebody who's providing them remote services that might be 300 miles away, so they're not getting out there very often, and they're the only person there, so they've got nobody to really look at them, but the what they need to do is, is have somebody, you know, come in and just take a look, or you can just point them to that, that device and have the MSP or whoever their IT service provider, you know, just come give me a second look. I mean, that's, that's common sense, but it, it is embarrassing a lot of times. And, and a lot of the younger IT folks won't do that. They just, they want to kind of fly by the seat of their pants and God bless them until it goes sideways. Yeah, I hear you. Because you can so, find a lot of re resources. You can find a lot of resources out there in the internet. Just don't throw it into a chat session with, you know, chat GPT and say, here's my firewall. You're a firewall expert. 
configure it, boom, and it'll spit out a script for you. And if you apply it, man, you're going to go broke. One of the questions I wanted to, to ask you is, you know, we do hear though, I mean, we are, I mean, I'm sure you're hearing you, I mean, you said earlier, you're talking to a lot of MSPs um, that are, are, are implementing AI into their business in a lot of different ways. Can you maybe go into some of the risk that like, hey, if you start to adopt AI too quickly and you're not thinking about certain things, those risks that you mentioned like one earlier, like old data, things like that. Are there more risk that an MSP should be looking at and in, in considering? Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you let it, you know, make changes autonomously to your configuration and your stack, you know, who knows which which way it's going to start traveling, which, which rabbit trail it starts rolling down. And if it has, a, um, you know, a pipe, uh, you know, a pathway that it, that it can't uh, pass traffic, it may open up, you know, the, the big fear for a lot of folks in, in MSPs is their firewalls drop configs and, you know, they, they re, re, uh, resort back to any, any and holy mackerel. If you're, if your AI component did that for you, uh, and you know, you weren't, you weren't alerted. You didn't have the right monitoring on there, but you know, to the same, to the same discussion kind of flip-flop in that back, there is so much value that, you know, when you've got some of these tools that are doing that continuous monitoring and you've got the alerting on your, on your, uh, IPS and things like that, it can go back and, and review previous instances and previous IPs and, and, and kind of those trends that you saw before that you flagged that were okay. And they were, you know, okay, let's go ahead and let's whitelist it and let's let it pass. It can see that much quicker than you could going through that old traffic when you had to review that. And so that's a huge plus and it, and it's helping lower the, uh, the temperature, I guess, on your, on your alerting, um, in a lot of cases and, uh, you know, as you're training it, you've got to go back and, and, and revisit it in the early stages until you build that comfort level, but just don't, don't set it and forget it. Uh, that that's usually the big mistake adopting it too quickly and just, you know, falling on your sword with it. Hey, Tony, I got a, I got a big, long rambling question for you or a big, sure, long I got a big, answer. long, long rambling answer. I'm sure. I, I know you do. That's why I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> No, I, I'm picking. It's, it's going to be broad, but I, I get this a lot. I have a lot of people ask, say, hey, how can I tell if content has been generated by an AI? I know you and I had a discussion about uh, copyright for products that's been written by AI, and you start looking at it, and it actually doesn't, the product doesn't do the things that the uh, AI has written about it. And if you can speak to that a little bit, and then the rambling part, just in general, how do you tell um, if, if output you're getting from an AI engine? is free from bias or discrimination, or if it does have a, a lean one direction or the other, how do you kind of pick that apart and know what you're dealing with? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a handful of those, you know, those output detectors, GPT two output detector is one of them that, you know, bookmark it, just go, just Google that and, and uh, bookmark it because that's a really good one. And it's pretty solid. And, um, you know, as you look at some content or you look at an email, you can almost start seeing the trends now uh, from at least some of the the uh, free uh, chat GPT content. 
you can see the format and the flow that it that it spits out and you can copy and paste that and you can throw it in and it'll it'll tell you within you know some some pretty distinct uh analysis you know whether that was real or is that fake content developed by a robot kind of thing and th that that creates a big challenge for you know think about anybody in education all the students you know people aren't learning the right. students aren't learning because they're going to chat gpt write me a you know a 20 page report boom and they don't learn anything on that content and it's drag and drop and some of the teachers are savvy some of the school districts are savvy some of the school districts are leaning back on their it and their msps who are running you know Think about it for a district office, an MSP at a district office is running probably 10, 15 schools and they have to deal with it at all levels from K-12. And some of their challenges are, hey, we got kids who are submitting reports and we know they're chat GPT. We want you to disallow that. We want you to put some kind of content filtering in the system that when they upload it to us, it automatically detects it. Holy mackerel, that's a hell of a burden on them. And right now, I don't know of any and I've not heard of any uh, content filtering that is, you know, able to read those packages and determine that uh, to that degree yet. They, they do have other content filters where they're looking for, you know, threat data and that kind of stuff. But uh, that's a, that's a big challenge. And that, that really falls on in my opinion. I'm probably not the right guy to ask about that, but you know, on the, the teachers themselves and the professors, because it's happening at all levels, all the way up in, in college level as well. Um, those are those are huge challenges uh, for them. But there's lots of de different detectors. And hell, just since we've been on this recording here, there's probably been two or three of them that had just popped out and developed today uh, during this period because, man, so many apps are coming out. I yeah. I had that number a couple of days ago and I wanted to remember it, but I, I can't even remember. They said AI driven apps that, that are plugins to, to chat GPT. Um, I mean, it was in the thousands that came out just in March alone or uh, April alone. And I mean, it, it may have been 20,000. I don't know. But I, that number is just phenomenal to me because it's growing so quickly and nobody can keep up with it. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's so much um that you're you're talking about here. And like, I think we could carry this on for another hour. So what I think we would both like to do is bring you back um yep. here you know not too far from now and let's talk about more let's get into it like really get into the weeds today we kind of really hit on some of the you know the the processes of what are happening things we should be considering as msps as we're adopting ai into the business and some risk but you also mentioned some rewards um and i think maybe the next time we can it can really get into the meat of it maybe around like the detection and response and all of that i mean would you be willing to come back and, and be on with us again yeah, sure. I'm all, all for it. I mean, it'll it'll probably be a completely different landscape if we wait 30 days. I'll tell you, it's crazy. Right. But yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, Will, that's definitely we'll bring him back on. And that's we'll, we want to get into this and keep this going, because I think our listeners are going to want to continue to learn and see where it's going. So, Tony, I, as we wrap this up, how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about like the forensics and things like that? Is there a way for people to get in touch with you? Oh, hey, my website's tonyrucci.com and T O N Y R U C C I.com. Uh, and you know, Tony at tonyrucci.com is my email. Um, 
be glad to, to reach out. I do work all over the country and overseas and I kind of live at airports. It seems kind of like yourself, Dan, you're always, <laughs> seems like you're at an event every week. That's where I'm at putting out a fire or hoping somebody be proactive. Well, Tony, we appreciate you being on and, and look forward to having you back and talking about how this is evolving. This is definitely something that we're all interested in and appreciate you taking the time to, to be with us today. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. All right, everyone. That's another episode of the Powered Services Podcast. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Powered Services Podcast with Dan Tomaszewski. We're dedicated to giving you practical information, tactics, and strategies that you can use to supercharge your MSP. If you liked today's episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, this is the Powered Services Podcast, signing off.